Impact, income, and influence. Do you want the most powerful, actionable takeaways from today's episode? Go to actionbullets.com to grab the quick, easy-to-read takeaways that will help you change your life and grow your business. Or you can click the Action Bullets link in the description below. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for reaching millions of people across the world. My name's Steve Warner. I'm your host. And today I am joined from across the pond. Angie is French, but she lives in the South of Wales. She is a she used to be a mergers and acquisitions lawyer, but she left to help women build their business by trusting their intuition. I'm super excited to have her here. I have a lot of questions for her. Angie, where did this all start for you? Because I feel like most women in business, they feel like they have to push down their intuition um, or they go the other way and they have the crystals and like, you know, they're all the flowing robes and like meditate all the time. But you are neither of those. So show me how this started for you. Well, first, as you said, I was a lawyer and I never considered myself intuitive, but I was. And it's when I started to study intuition that I realized how much I use my intuition in law uh, without knowing. And what, what happened is my boss always put me on new projects, uh, things that had never been done before. And he just asked me to get along and I knew what to do. I didn't know how I knew it. I didn't know uh, where it came from. And with the little bit of research that I did, it was always right. So it's almost like I had the solution before I knew it was the right solution and it just unfolded in front of me. But I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was intuitive. I didn't know anything about intuition back then. So it was just, I thought everybody did it. So how did you, how did you realize that you had a special skill? I mean, did it dawn on you one day and you were like, oh my goodness. It was Other people- a gradual process. And I'll tell you a little bit about it because I've actually written a memoir about my journey from going from A to B, from being a lawyer to being a business intuition mentor. Cause it's, it's quite a big step, mm-hmm. but it was obviously several little steps. And I would say the start was when I was a law student, and this is the first chapter in my book, so I don't want to reveal too much. I was crying over my revisions because I was studying, um, you know, um, um, indemnity insurance. Not that I wanted to, but it was you, the, the curriculum in the first year of law, you have to study like everybody else, and then you specialize as you progress. And it was all these cases about those, those children that had been um, hit by cars and the insurers were and the lawyers were arguing over who was responsible, whether the child had um, um, acted irresponsibly or un- unexpectedly. And that broke my heart. I was literally in tears. And on that day with my revisions, and then I decided I have enough. I'm going to go and do some research at uni. Went down the steps. My sister lived three stories um, below me. I was in a little student room and she was in the flat. And I had had a dream about her that she got pregnant and her boyfriend left her. And on those, while going down the stairs, I was like, should I tell her? Should I not? Should I tell her? Should I not? And I just like really hesitating, not knowing if this dream had a different quality than most dreams. So I knock on her door. I was on my way to uni, you know, with my bag full of books and ready to go because I was fed up with the revision. And I said to her, look, um, I dreamt you were pregnant and your boyfriend left you. And she was like, oh, my God. She ran into her flat, into the bathroom, and she had forgotten her pill. So I literally prevented the pregnancy by telling her about my dream. 
And then I thought no, nothing of it, you know? You don't. You just like, it was a dream. I was lucky. I'm glad I helped her. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm a law student, you know? <laughs> Let's get on with life. And then um, part of my law studies, I did a gap year in the UK, and I met uh, an American girl who we became very, very good friends. And that's when I had my second dream. And what happened is um, she was from the Boston area. She had left, obviously, her family behind to have a gap here in the UK. And her brother was in a coma when she left. So she nearly considered canceling her trip. But then her parents said, you know, come on, you've been, you know, prepping for this. You've had an anniversary. This is exciting. Just go. And, and you know, what? so every day she would call her, um, her, her parents to see how her brother was doing. Uh, I met her at, you know, one of those big, you know, parties for international students with the dean and around a table and everything. And she's like, oh, you're French. How exciting. And I was like, yeah, I'm a lawyer. Not very exciting. But and I wasn't exciting to anyone back in France. So it was nice to have someone who was excited about me there because I'm a super introvert. You know, I kind of like usually I kind of hide. I'm the I'm the girl on the wallpaper and, you know, the wallflower. Anyway, she was really distressed and she said, do you mind coming with me um, whilst I go and call my parents? She told me her whole story with her brother. And then that night, her brother came to me in a dream and he said to me, I'm going to be okay. Tell my sister, I'm going to be fine. And I'm like, same thing as with my sister, but this stake is bigger here, right? Because this girl, every night she talks to her parents and what if I give her false hope? This is a dream. And I'm not a psychic. I'm a lawyer. You know, I'm a regular, I'm a yeah, regular you're the, girl. You're the opposite of a psychic. Exactly. I like I have this really logical brain. You know, um, my parents did my IQ test when I was little because I wasn't doing well in school. And I have, I have you know, a high IQ. It's not, not in, you know, intuition. Anyway, so finally, over breakfast the next day, I decide if I've had this dream and it can help her, let's pluck up the courage to tell her. So I tell her over breakfast and, um, and she comes like, gets really excited. And I'm like, no, please don't believe me too much. What if it doesn't They're like, okay. So same routine as usual at five o'clock, she calls back home. She asks me to come along. And I, as she's on the call, she starts to act really strange. And when she hangs up, she says, he snapped out of it. Oh my God, you're so amazing. And she starts screaming in the whole campus about how amazing I am and how I had this dream about her brother and that he snapped out of it and I knew and everything. And I was like, and all I wanted to do was to keep it quiet. I wanted her to just put a lid on it. I was happy that I could help her, but that was it, you know? Mm -hmm. And from there, it's like life nudged me every so-and-so years by, by, by taking me further and further into this, this thing until I felt a split. I just couldn't combine the two. Like there was the lawyer in me and I had to hide all this because obviously I couldn't take this into, you know, into my job. Well, talk to me a little bit about that because I think, I mean, we all have that moment, right? I mean, I worked, I'm, I'm not intuitive. I'm not like, it was different for me. I worked in corporate um, I worked in restaurants and I knew that I wanted to leave. And I, but like, same thing, like I had to go home at the end of the night and work on business stuff and then yeah. go in. And like, I couldn't talk to anybody that I worked with about it because nobody there got it. So it was similar. It's a mirror. Um, 
how did you, like, what was the tipping point for you? Where did it break? Where was it like, nope, this is what I have to go do. You said it was maybe late 2017, early 2018. How did this change? It was actually a lot earlier than that. Um, But Alex, yeah, I'll explain to you how it happened. So I moved to the UK, had a great job offer, uh, left my husband, moved with my two kids. Um, I loved my job in London. Then I moved to the southwest of England, where I am now. And the person that helped me the most to leave Paris and move to the UK, both to leave my husband and for this new job, because moving with uh, my kids were then five and one. Moving as a single mom with two kids abroad with no support system takes a bit of courage. So I was actually new. I was recommended a clairvoyant who said, you will absolutely love it. This is really what you need to do. And that gave me the little push to have the confidence to do it. So after a couple of years in the UK, I was like, oh, that was really nice to have that reading with that lady. I'd like to have another one. And literally, how long do we have, actually? Because I could talk for hours. You're fine. (laughs) Okay, so the first shock, so to speak, because it was always a shock, all these things, you know, the people would think, oh, that's so lovely. She must have been so happy. No, I wasn't because it was it created this conflict in me that I took years to reconcile. And it's mm-hmm. only in 2018 that I started to fully embodied all of this. So in about 2004 or five, what happened is the first psychic I went to in, in the UK, she, um, she gave me a lot of information about my grandma who had died and this Native American guy that I was supposed to have, which didn't make sense at all to me. I was like, I'd never heard of spirit guys. And I was like, she must have been a little bit, you know, far off and whatever. But then at the end of it, she's like, do you mind if I call my husband in? I, I want to ask him a question. I was like, fine. And he was a palm reader. So that's just, that's another level as well. You know, palm readers for me, is kind of a bit spooky. Anyway, the guy comes in, he looks at my hands and he looks at me and he says, do you know that you have angel dust coming out of your hands? And I said, no. Uh, <laughs> inside, I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> So I walked away. I'm very polite. So I didn't kind of say it to their face. I sat in my car and I was like, I'm not going to swear on your podcast, but it was this moment of like, you know, well, the English would say bloody hell. I suppose that's not really swearing. With yeah, that that's word. not too bad. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I really don't get it. So I sat in my car and I thought, if I have this gift, I'm supposed to use it. Okay. So I trained in spiritual healing. I trained all the way to Reiki master, which I loved. Um, and then I continued to go to clairvoyance because I was fascinated by intuition. I, my grandmother was a psychic. She never told me anything about it because she saw someone dying. And so she'd shut it down, wouldn't talk about it. But I, we found out with my sister and we were kind of like, you know, excited about it. We were really curious. She mm-hmm. used to do the tarot. She didn't charge or anything. It was more like a party trick. And so I, I, from that point on, I went to psychics as often as I could to study them. I call that my PhD in intuition. It's like for for years and years and years, I just went and every single one of them said to me, you should be doing what I'm doing. You should be doing what I'm doing. You should be doing what I'm doing. So in the end, I said, okay, after six months, I said, okay, I'm going to train in tarot. And I became a professional tarot reader. And I did that for 15 years. But still, I was still splitting because I had my first life as a lawyer. And then I had my second life as a tarot reader. And the two just never met. Yeah. And I was ashamed to talk to my lawyer friends or meet lawyers because I was now this really weird person that did tarot, 
But I was also ashamed to be part of the tarot community because I was a lawyer and that didn't fit in. So it was almost like I had two split person in me. I had two different lives. It felt like two different lifetimes. And at one point, I met a mentor who said to me, you have to reconcile the two. Well, that's... For as long as you're split, it's not going to work. So and that's... So- I mean, that is, no, you're fine. I just want to comment that that is, I mean, I feel like whether for you, it was intuition and the psychic and like that, that side, and then the, the ultra logical lawyer side, right. I feel like everybody has some kind of split somewhere, right. For me, it was corporate America versus like running my own business. Then once I got into my own business, it was like, you have to stand up. You have to take a moment sometime in your life and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I am going to be in life. And I feel like the minute you do that, whether it is, you know, being an intuitive or whether it is spiritual uh, Reiki like work or whether it is being a business coach, whatever it is, once you, it's like that internal shift. When you say, this is who I am, this is what I do. This is how I'm doing things. The universe rewards that yeah, because they know like, it says, okay, that's why the person is here. But when you're split and you're all over the place, the universe doesn't know what to do with you. Universe, God, whoever, like whatever you want to call that doesn't know how to, to show up for you. So it's just like, well, that person doesn't know what they want. So I'm going to go over here and help somebody who does. I don't know if that's really how it works, but that's how I've seen it. And I've, anyone who has listened to the show for any amount of time, we've had this discussion with a lot of guests where they were split and they were fragmented and they didn't know what they were doing. And the minute they just said, this is it, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm moving forward. And they were usually very same way you said, like scared, like had that moment, like, no, that's not really me. That's not what I'm meant to do. I went to college for years to do something else, um, whatever. But once they do that, they move forward. So you, Hey, I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode. Are you enjoying the stories so far? Would you like to know how to use storytelling and story selling in your business? Check the show notes down below or go to storyselling.how to grab my free mini course on story selling and start implementing this in your business right now. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Talk to me about what happened. Like- yeah. So the first thing that happened is that I... Um, I connected again with one of my best friends from uni uh, on Facebook and he sort of wanted to introduce me to all the lawyers I used to know on, on Facebook. And he said, Oh, Ange is now a medium. And I said, no, I'm not a medium. I said, I'm a spiritual lawyer. And that's the only word that I could find to sort of describe where I was at. So for a moment I played with that and but it didn't mean anything to them, but at least it was a, to anybody, but at least it was a good conversation starter. Yeah. Because I could show to people that I was a lawyer, but I had something different about me. Mm-hmm. But the real crunch really happened in October 2017. And I still remember the day because I decided to invest thousands of pounds in my intuition training. And I went with, um, she, she called herself a psychic um, um, business uh, mentor. Uh, so she's been like me in business for years, but she's also developed her skills. And so I went for her academy, which was like eight or nine thousand dollars or something, but even more. And on the day that I invested, I was really, really scared. But I went to have a shower just after I made my payment. And in the shower, I was shown literally a limousine driving to my house, picking me up to take me to the headquarters 
of a CEO of some sort. I don't know who it was, but that's what I, the vision I had. And at that point, I'd spent 15 years in the tarot world, you know, the healer world, the woo-woo world. And I had no idea how to get back into corporate or into the business world. I just had this vision that felt crazy. But I also knew that I was meant to go back into the world that I came from to bring all the, like I had done the hero's journey. I had yeah. left law to go into exploring all the modalities from healing to intuition to animal communication to this and that and the other. And I had come back with all the learning and I was ready to bring it back on a platter for people in business, basically. Mm -hmm. And that was the defining moment. From then on, I knew this was what I was supposed to do. And I also discovered what my specialty is, which is a, um, a very unusual specialty. I do what's called um, business Akashic Records. So Tell Akashic Records, yeah, Akashic Records are known in the spiritual world for being the book of life. I don't know if you've ever heard about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I have, but for my listeners, tell yeah. us a little bit more. So every soul has like a, a book of, of everything that's happened to that soul through lifetimes, past, present, and future. Every thought they had, every word they spoke, every situation, every action they've taken, everybody they've been in touch with, all is recorded in this energetic sort of container. And there is a book of life for every single soul that is on this planet and other planets, okay? Now, I read business Akashic Records because every business has a soul. And so I'm able to tune in to people's businesses, see the blueprint of their business and see what their business wants them to do in order to fully manifest the potential of their business, if that makes any sense. So it's the bigger picture, like, very often when I do these readings for people, they end up being a bit like rabbits and headlights because <laughs> the vision is so big and it's so like in such bright colors that it kind of like, you know, they have an aha moment for sure, but it can be also a little bit daunting because I'm like, wow, am I supposed to do this? Just like when I saw the limousine, you know, I was like, wow, am I supposed to do this? This is the kind of stuff that I see in the records. How does, so when you see these, how does it inform, how do you manage, what do you, sorry, I have a lot of questions. How do you pick what you tell the, the person about? Because I feel me. like to not have them be overwhelmed. Do people so come to you with a question? It's in t every time it's different. Sometimes they come to me with a question. Sometimes they come to me because they're lost. Sometimes it's because they have a block, maybe a money block or a mindset block. Um, and I trust the records because it's an energy that has a lot of wisdom, ancient wisdom, to show me what I need to see at that precise moment for that person. But it's different from a psychic reading because it's, it's the bigger picture for the highest good of everyone. So the highest good of the business, the highest good of the clients, the highest good of the suppliers, the highest good of the business owner, the highest good of their employees. It's like this really beautiful energy that's all encompassing and that, that has a very high vibe. Let's put it this way. And as you know, when you meet people, 
everybody has an amazing potential, but not everybody actually right. manifests it or actualize it. So that's the difference. And I've had readings in the past with people who were inspired, but then they took no action. And now I've asked my, my guides to bring me people who are ready, who are ready and who are going to put it into motion because for me, that's essential. If you see the vision, then you're meant to put it into action. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So in your bio, when we were getting started, it says that you work mainly with women. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah. So what are, usually I, I like to ask questions around what I have are, made an exception or two, but usually I work with women because um, they are more open to intuition generally. And also the second reason is because my ideal clients suffer from imposter syndrome. And I think more women um, suffer from that in business, like feeling inferior to other people, uh, feeling that they're not good enough, not acknowledging their achievements. And I'm the first one to do that. And that's why I understand it so well. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, because I feel like every, every entrepreneur that I have coached or worked with, and most of the ones that I've even had conversations with struggle with it, including myself, we yeah. all have moments where- 80% of I entrepreneurs think, suffer from imposter syndrome. I mean, I think 100% do at some time. Okay. Um, I think yeah. some people probably, I mean, I don't, it's not knock on wood. It's not a huge challenge for me anymore because I've been active for so long, but the first three or four years, mm. it, like I would have huge ups and downs with it. Um, so my question for you would be when somebody comes to you and they have imposter syndrome problems or challenges, or they talk about them, how do you use your skills how do you use the Akashic Records? How do you use intuition to help them overcome it? And what's something that they can maybe do at home if they're listening to this? Because I know that right away, I know there are people that are like, oh my goodness, that's so me. How can you, what's something that they can do to overcome that? I just wanted to take a short break from this episode and let you know about one of the biggest secrets I have found when it comes to converting webinars. If you have a webinar and it's not converting as well as you want, or if you're thinking about building a webinar and you want to grab this tip, it has helped numerous people. One of my clients, we actually doubled their conversion rate just by implementing this one simple step. And you can grab it at deathtobadwebinars.com or by clicking in the show notes below. All right, let's jump back to the episode. That's a really good question. So I have a framework that I call the EPIC framework. And the C stands for, um, for clarity, courage, and confidence. And that's where... All of it. So if you have clarity about your purpose, which is what you get in the Akashic Records, if you're shown the bigger picture, mm -hmm. then it is going to comfort you that you're not making it up or that actually you're doing what you're meant to do. Yes. <laughs> I love I've seen it in one of your in one of your videos. I love it. So once you have the clarity and the records are like you drop all self-doubt at the door. It's not possible to get in the records. If you are in a negative framework, it's an energy that literally dissolves all, all the, um, the mind, um, you know, the mindset wobbles. Mm -hmm. So that helps. I can also teach my clients how to work in their business in the energy of the records without them having to understand how it works. Because I have a special prayer that I've created 
that they can say before they get into their business day and they can just close at the end of the day. And that brings them that clarity because it, it sort of supports their intuition to work with their intellect. And I call that intuitive intelligence. Got it. So I think, I mean, those are really helpful tools. I also want to talk about, I know this is a little bit of a, we got to take a, a right turn, but I want to talk about the workbook that you have. Um, yes. okay. It's the five-step workbook. I'll let you walk through that and maybe see how that ties into this. It does in a way because my biggest joy is to show people they have the wisdom within and that they have that intuition. And if, once you start to trust your inner wisdom, of course, your imposter syndrome is going to melt away because you will act on it and then you'll see the results and intuition never lies. You always get amazing results from intuition. They might not be the ones that you expect. So you need to let go of what it's going to look like, but it's always amazing. So in my workbook, um, this is the fruit of, of over a year of running a challenge every three months, my, my signature challenge, which is, you know, um, five days to trust your intuition to make decisions in business. Um, I take people through this, this process where first I ask them to set an intent for their intuition. And that's very, very important. I'm going to go back to my grandmother, which I think I mentioned very briefly. She had no intent for her intuition. And, and a lot of the psychics that I've studied didn't have an intent. So basically, it was like a free-for-all. Whatever they got, they said. And that's not right. You want <laughs> intuition that is useful, that is inspiring, that is practical, that is timely, and that's going to bring you results. So everybody will set their own intention for their intuition. Mine at the beginning was always that it'd be uplifting, inspiring, and useful. Now I've added the success bit and the, the time, timely piece. Nice. So once you've done that, your intuition, it's like you have your sat-nav and you've put the variables in it. You know, like when you have your satellite in your car and you say, I don't want to go on the motorway and I don't want this and I don't want that. And then that's it. Your parameters are set. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I see intuition. It's a satellite navigation system. Once you've, you've fine-tuned in, you're in. Then, of course, you have to put your destination. You have to know where you're going. If you don't, then your intuition is going to go like, or if you, and if you don't act on it, then do you know how it says, I don't know if it's like that in the States, but in the UK, if you put your thing in your, well, it's your phone now, but uh, when it used to be a little thing that you put in your car, if you didn't move your car, it would say um, it couldn't find you. So it's the same with intuition. If you don't act on it, it's not going to give you more information because it's waiting for you to act on it to give you more and to recalibrate if it's needed. Yeah. This is exactly how intuition works. It needs you to take inspired action. It needs you to have the courage um, to act on something where you don't have all the elements when you get started. That's a, a real big. That's, that is, I mean, that works across all entrepreneurship, right? If you're trying to get everything perfect and trying to get everything, you know, perfectly aligned and I know exactly what I'm doing, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to get started. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think anything rewards you. I mean, 
I, I guess I say it a little bit different. Like, I don't think the universe rewards somebody who doesn't take action. Like the universe rewards you taking action and going out and every day getting up and saying, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm going to do it. And the universe rewards that. Like some people say they make your, you make your own luck, right? Luck is where possibility meets action. So if you take action every day, sooner or later, you're going to get lucky because you're going to be in the right place at the right time to do it. And I think the universe rewards that. So I think I'm saying it a little differently, but I definitely agree with what you are saying. Like your intuition, if you don't, if you're not saying I need this answer, I need to know where I'm doing or how I'm doing something, your intuition or the world or whatever you want to call it, isn't going to be able to give you any kind of direction. I like the uh, the sat nav analogy yeah. a lot as or well if you don't know what you want that's yeah, you, just not gonna happen you're just driving around yeah <laughs> you're just sat in your car waiting for something so, so that's that's the second step in in the workbook and then i take you on a treasure hunt because i believe everyone's born intuitive but we we either miss when intuition like me when i was a lawyer and i thought you know i did all this stuff that was intuition but i didn't know that it was so i didn't consider myself intuitive And I still don't to a certain extent, not that much compared to other people. If I compare myself to psychics who can see and hear and, you know, but I see psychics more as the athletes of the world. Yeah. Of of the intuition world. We are all have legs. We can all walk. We all have muscles, but the psychics, they're the ones who can take part in the Olympics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So given that we all have intuition, what will give us the confidence to use our intuition is to know that we've used it before. And that is, or if we haven't followed it, the consequences that we've suffered from it. And we've right. all had both situations. So I take people on a treasure hunt to find 10 stories of intuition in their life. Because I want them to have the belief that they are intuitive. I love so it. That's, that's awesome. Book. Yeah. And people, sometimes people, when they start with the one, all the other ones come back because this is how the brain works. Uh, the brain, uh, and I don't know if it's the hippocampus or the hypothalamus. I'm trained in a clinical hypnotherapy, but it was always, I just call them the two hippos. Okay. One of them is in charge of clumping your memories into um, clusters to make sense of the world. So once you pull out one of your intuition stories, all the other ones will start to flow as well. It doesn't matter if you find only one to start with. What you want is to do that detective work so that you build your confidence in yourself and in your intuition. And then you're ready for the next step. I mean, I love the, I love the thought around going on a quote field trip or a treasure hunt because that is, I mean, you're, what you're doing is you're taking people on. So many people say like, I'm lucky or I'm not lucky. I'll go back to that analogy. If you go back and you show people 10 experiences where they were, where they believe they were lucky, then suddenly they're going to start to believe that more in themselves. And if by showing them that with their intuition, people will learn to trust it way more and they'll know what to look for. They'll know the yeah. clues to look for, how it feels. That's yeah. really, really good. All right. So take me on the next piece. So the next piece is my four step process to tune into your intuition on demand. That's probably the one I'm the most proud of, but I think the whole thing just blows my mind and I'm, I'm, I just love teaching that stuff to people. Well, so where can people go? We're going to put the link to this 
in the show notes. So if you want yeah. the workbook that will take you through this, check out the show notes, click on the link, but Anj, where can people go find you? Where should they go online? If they want to get in touch with you, if they want to work yeah. with you, where should they go? So I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, Ange de is very difficult to spell, so I'm not going to, you know, put people through that agony. We will, uh, although it will be notes. written. Yeah. We'll put it, it in, in the, the show notes. notes. So I'm quite active on Facebook. I have a group called business intuition for female entrepreneurs. I'm on LinkedIn. And in that way, you know, in LinkedIn, I'm happy to connect with male and female. I'm not, you know, I'm not as uh, <laughs> exclusive. I'm on YouTube. I'm brushing up actually my YouTube channel at the moment. And I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it because I realized I have hundreds of videos there and I've never really, I've just posted them and not done much with it. So I'm organizing there and there there's um, what I call my fantastic webinars. So I have a few webinars in there on how to connect to your business guides, how to, um, um, well, I could click now just to check, but it, there's a couple of webinars that I've decided to ungate today, literally, or yesterday and today, so that people have a feeling of um, what it's like to work with your intuition in business, because it's so much fun. I'm, I'm just on a mission to help people, you know, use that tool. Awesome. So, um, so did I say, yeah, YouTube, I'm on Twitter as well, but not very active. So like maybe one tweet a day. So that's not too much, but it's always well, Ange de Lumière or Ange de Lume, L-U-M. So it's, it's easy to find me. And my awesome. website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk. And I'm just about to launch a podcast called the Business Intuition Podcast. So you see, it's all around the same concept. Very focused. Very good. Um, we will put links to most of that stuff in the show notes. So if you would like help with your business intuition, if you'd like to learn more, go check out the links. Um, Ansh, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really fun. Um, it's been a fun- Did you want me to talk about the four steps just very briefly? Yeah, if you want to, go for in it. In the workbook on yeah. how to access the intuition. So I'm gonna be very, very quick. So I don't wanna go too long. No, but no. what you need to do first is a brain dump of all the questions that you have about your business right now Put them all on a piece of paper so that you, you empty your mind and you have a clear mind. Go back to the clarity piece. Um, then you look at the page and you, you look for the one that stands out, the one that like, is almost bringing your attention to it, that it wants to be answered first, because that's going to be the one you want to focus on. Once you've done that, you have clearly your question. You put your hand on your heart. And you ask that question either in your mind or out loud, and then you wait for the answer to come. The answer will come, whether it's right away, whether it's within two days. The best thing once you've asked the question is to let it go and trust that you will receive the answer. And that's it. That's my four-step process. Very simple, very effective. All right. I think everybody listening to this can do that. Um, yes. So if you have a business question, you should definitely... In the I mean, workbook, you even have a page where you can write it. And so that it's really there. You've focused your attention. Because with intuition, what's really important is the focus. Because people, when they have questions, they go from one to the other and the other and the other. And they say, oh, do I really want to ask this? Or why I want to? No. You want to really, it's almost like you want to put that instruction in that sat nav. So it takes you exactly where you want to go. Awesome. Anj, I want to say thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, your journey has been amazing. Uh, I love the I love the 
the process, like even just the four step process right there, like that's something that I do a lot because I have a lot of things in my head. I will just get a whiteboard. That's why I love whiteboards. I'll just dump everything on a whiteboard and then I prioritize based on like, okay, what, what, where should I be? Mm. Um, I think that is something that everyone can do. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. I know you stayed up kind of late to be on because um, you're from across the pond, but thank you so much. Um, it's been great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. And I'd love if you can try this process with your whiteboard, message me and let me know how it goes. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Of course. To everybody else out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out the show notes. Um, meet up with Anj somewhere. Uh, work with your intuition a little bit and take action. Till next time, take action, change lives and make money. We will see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.